I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. Entertaining and informative. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Great journey song. Sounds of gunfire and rockets right now as we speak near the embassy in Beirut, Lebanon. Gunfire and rockets. Once again, thank you to Yehuda Hanikman. Author Idolis sent this. He goes, Sid, that was a spectacular interview. The real inside scoop. He is a brave guy. He is. And Joseph Aboud said, Sid, on a very serious note, your amazing work these last eight days on Israel is so very badly needed and so very important. I'm so proud of you and your work. It is deserving of an Emmy. Love you so much, Joe Abood. And he right. Marconi or something, I mean. Don't get me wrong. I appreciated that uh, Best uh, Morning Show award a couple of weeks ago, but we're even bigger and better than that. But uh, it's not just me. It's, you know, all these brave folks, whether it's Alex Trayman in Jerusalem every morning or Yehuda Hanikman our friend who called in just now. That's real bravery. That's real courage. Those are real men. My next guest is a dear, dear friend, and I've been watching him the last couple of days. You know, one thing Hamas does very well, besides barbaric murder, is they do a great job of practicing psychological warfare. That video they sent out a couple of days ago yesterday of Mia Shem, for example, beautiful 21-year-old Israeli girl, that's, um, that's psychological warfare, you know. And they're doing it again today, claiming that Israel bombed, rocketed that hospital in Gaza when, of course, they did it. But it's far-reaching, even back here. I, I have to tell you that there is no question that since last Saturday morning, I'm not the same. I'm not. I didn't watch football the next day. I know that sounds silly, but it's true. I mean, some of the stuff I do on a regular basis, I had zero desire to do. Zero. Find myself very introspective. I cry all the time, which is nothing new for me, but it's worse now. I have in my head just these pictures of this young girl yesterday and children and that family of five that I saw yesterday a hundred times in the papers that were murdered together, that were huddled together before they were killed. And thoughts of that young lady who, much like Sharon Tate and Charles Manson, the pregnant girl, who Hamas carved out her baby with a knife 
before killing her and the child. I mean, all these things just don't go away. If you're human, they don't go away. So even I'm experiencing this, and I'm far from the action. I'm Jewish, so I've taken this personally. I've told you that. It's more personal to me. I'm sorry. It is. But I'm far from the action. And a couple of times a day, I find myself lost, lost in despair. So Dr. Mark Siegel is going to tell me why that's the case. Uh, Dr. Mark, nice to have you on this this Wednesday morning. How are you, pal? Great to hear you, Sid, and your coverage has been spectacular. I agree with that. Um, As you were saying this, I wanted to point out something to the listeners that they don't hear enough. The reason Sid Rosenberg and Mark Siegel are in tears, and I say tears instead of fears, or Ainsley Earhart said that yesterday, tears instead of fears, is because the state of Israel, the country of Israel, was founded uh, so that the Holocaust wouldn't be repeated. And we have the law of return, meaning that Sid and I can become citizens of Israel any day we choose, which is a spectacular gift that we have. And it's a gift to the Jewish people that can't be taken away. It won't be taken away. And the idea that Hamas engaged in these these acts of atrocity that are reminiscent of the Holocaust can't be said enough because you never hear a Jewish person bring up the Holocaust in this vein until now. And I spoke yesterday on the radio to someone, I'd love you to have, have you on, uh, Sid, Dr. Barack Cohen, who's the vice chair of anesthesiology up at Tel Aviv. He was in the IDF till 2015. He went to visit someone yesterday, a, a, a teen named Alan, who suddenly finds himself without a father, without a mother, without brothers and sisters, and without friends, completely isolated or orphan. And, you know, Dr. Cohen went down to see him. And it, it's, it's very hard to console people like that. And a lot of the injuries that occurred that you just described, People were buried in buildings, so by the time they got to the hospital, it was almost impossible to save them. Burn victims and and gunshot and shrapnel. Dr. Cohen said normally Israel just takes people out of these buildings and, you know, resurrects them quickly and resuscitates them with fluids. But they were so difficult to get to. And the most important thing I want to say before I, I shut up is... I asked Dr. Cohen a a question that I bet a lot of people are asking, especially after that hospital got uh, destroyed and, of course, blamed on Israel and people died falsely blamed on Israel. You correctly pointed out Hamas tactics, psychic terror. They're called terrorists, of course. I asked him, do you take care of Palestinians in your hospital, Sid? And he laughed at me. He says, of course we do. He says, by the way, we take care of terrorists here, too. And by the way, even if Hamas came in here, we would take care of them. That's what physicians do. And that's the humanitarian side of all of this versus the inhumanitarianism of Hamas. You are exactly right. And I'll tell you, you mentioned Nazi Holocaust. And there was a difference. You know, the Nazis went out of their way to hide all that. Now, look, there was no social media. Maybe if there was Instagram or TikTok, maybe Hitler would have done things differently, but I don't think so, because he was, for Hitler, it was about, yes, exterminating the Jews, but he wanted land, too. It wasn't just annihilation like Hamas. And they went out of their way to hide their atrocities. These animals, they can't wait to tell the world. I mean, I actually, there's a uh, a lady, she's, she's a porn star, believe it or not. She's grotesque. Her name is Mia Khalifa. But she's made millions of dollars, Dr. Mark Siegel, millions of dollars, and very popular here in America. And she actually was tweeting, live tweeting during the massacre, and she was complaining that the freedom fighters, that's how she referred to them, as many Americans did, even even American media, freedom fighters, 
as the Freedom Fighters were holding their phones horizontally. She wanted them to hold the phones sideways so she can get a better view of the massacre. I'm sorry. I have never, even the Nazis, I've never seen or heard of anything like this before, where both sides, where people like me and you are devastated, and the other side are so bloodthirsty, they wanted more. And you bring to mind here the other hugely important point, which is that social media and the way that these video images are being grotesquely mailed around or beamed around the world create a psychic terror to us here. And we're not there, but the images are being overused, overutilized for political points and for political reasons, and they undermine everyone's courage. And I've been saying, you know, going back to my fear book, that fear is a terrible, erosive emotion, and we have to relate to the courage that Israel is showing right now to fight back. You know, unwavering courage and also, you know, compassion and kindness for each other. You've shown me kindness this week, Sid, and I am very grateful for that. That's the way we have to be, because those emotions, and this is neurologic now, go through the same part of the brain. You cannot laugh and be afraid at the same time. You cannot be courageous and afraid at the same time. So we can learn from that. And and for our children, and you have, you know, I'm thinking of your son now, but who's an amazing human being, we have to teach them courage, not fear, and you've been doing that. So that's what we have to do here. That's our role here, to give what we can and to show that we're not afraid. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Well, tell me this. For kids that are afraid and, and having trouble sleeping, and that's happening, obviously, most in Israel, but it's happening here, too. Um, what do you recommend? What do parents do? What should kids do? Don't stifle them, number one. Tell your kids to say what's on your mind. What have you seen? What has someone said to you? What are you thinking about? How are you troubled? What is troubling you? And then don't try to dismiss what they say, what their fears are. Try to try to show what you're feeling and maybe help them to negotiate. It's a, it's a great time for family. By the way, here's an amazing example of that. The city of Sturot, right by the Gaza border, which you know, just got flattened. And I spoke to their resilience, head of resiliency down there, uh, Ayala Shmuel, who actually is a psychotherapist. She said, you know, we were ready for this. They rebuilt the community network in that city right away. And so people don't sleep at night. They don't, they're smoking chimneys, they're smoking like chimneys. They're full of anger and they're not suppressing it. They say, this is for, she said, this is for survival. Don't be afraid of your anger. Your anger is appropriate right now. But the key was the community said, share it, share your emotions. You don't, um, you're not one of those doctors that 
suggests or uh, prescribes medicine. I don't know. I know you're not a psychologist or a therapist, for that matter, Dr. Mark, even though you're a brilliant man and you make me feel better lots of times. You're not one of those doctors that right away wants to prescribe medication, or are you? Do you believe that that helps? Well, medication can help, but it's not the first step. The first step is is unbottling your emotions. And, and you know, I, she she just inspired me. I mean, I said, are people sleeping at night? How do you get them to sleep? She says, we're sharing our lack of sleeping. None of us are sleeping. So it's about revving up your engine. You know, the adrenaline is pumping. You're in a state of high high stress. Um, if Listen, I prescribe medicines to calm people down. But in this, in this time, especially when you're in Israel, it's it's appropriate to be feeling these short term, longer term. I think therapy works, but it's not time for therapy. It's it's time for caring. I agree. Well, it's great to have you back. You're uh, you're awesome. You know I love you, and uh, I look forward to when I can do something as fun as going to a Nick game with you or, or going to Keene Steakhouse. I got to tell you, right now I'm having a tough time doing that type of stuff, um, but I'm sure that uh, we'll all get back to normal eventually. Uh, this is just a very, very tough time, not just for Jewish people like you and I, Mark, but most Americans and certainly all Israelis that have a heart. Uh, just watching these images every day, reading this stuff every day, it just it beats the hell out of you, pal. It just does. I got to say one last thing. It's an absolute disgrace the way our universities are acting in this country. I mean, I believe in free speech. But, you know, don't attack Jews right now. Do not attack Israel right now, please. That's that's awful. And we shouldn't it shouldn't be happening here. Is it going on at Brown? Of course. Uh, aye, aye, you know, it's aye. going on everywhere. It's going on Cornell. You know what happened at Harvard. I mean, yeah. with, the, with the student groups, it's going on at NYU. I, I, I met yesterday with our head of, of Students for Israel at NYU. She's terrific. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it shouldn't be a warfare in, in ideology here. Right. One country was attacked. They're That's now it. That's trying it. to defend themselves. Right. I'm sick of hearing about the Palestinians running out of water. So I don't know how much money you give to Brown University because you're one of the most famous graduates. It's a wonderful Ivy League school, but it is very liberal. And uh, they're every bit as bad as the rest of those Ivy League schools. Would you consider, if you are giving money now, if you have been giving money on a regular basis since you left, would you consider cutting that off until they stop some of these groups? Yeah, absolutely. By the way, the president of Brown, Christina Paxson, has converted to Judaism. She's Her heart is in the right place, but there's a lot of what you just said going on there. And I don't think we should be supporting a place that, again, free speech, fine, but how about informed speech and, and not hate speech? See, that's the issue. Once you hold up a, a cell phone with a swastika, that's hate speech. That's not free speech. And that's going on everywhere. Hey, listen, you're the best. You know, my mom's not feeling well. I've got to tell you a quick story on the way out. My mom's not feeling well. She's at Garnett Hospital in upstate New York. And, uh, you know, she makes fun of the doctors up there. You know, she should. And she's like, you know, son, when I get home, I want to go to New York City. Those are the best hospitals. She goes, you know, your friend, your friend, the doctor, or Mark, you know, <laughs> I want to go see him. I said, Ma, if you come back to New York City, I promise you that Dr. Mark Siegel will see you on a minute's notice. So get ready, Siegel. Naomi's going to be calling. It will be an honor, and I will see her on a moment's notice, and I will go to see her. I'll make a house call. I promise. Oh, I love you. Thank you, Dr. Mark. You were great today, okay. as always. Thank you so much. Great to see you, Sid. You great. too. That's Bye. the man, Dr. Mark Siegel, Fox News. And it is Wednesday, Tunnel to Towers. Thank you, Dr. Mark. That was great.